You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- What up? Fran, take it away, man. What's on your mind? Nothing. Nothing is going on. Literally in nothing world. in nothing. life. Nothing is going on in my world. Nothing to report about. No. Okay. Not a damn thing. Well, let me blow your mind if there's nothing to report about. Friend, you know, I'm a casual conspiracy consumer, as I've stated here several times. Yeah. Um, you believe in some crazy conspiracies yourself, I would say. Um, but I recently heard one that I had to bring here. And follow, just follow me, okay? okay. Just hear me out, mm-hmm. okay? You play the lottery, right? Do I play the lottery? Yeah. Absolutely. From time to time, you, have, yeah. you dabble in the lottery. Yeah. Um, do you know that you're familiar with the odds on the lottery? Oh yes. What are the odds? Uh, like something, couple million to one or something like that. Yeah, about three million to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some other factors that could factor in that could raise it up pretty high. Yeah, like seventy million to one. Okay. I recently found out about a conspiracy that says that the lottery mm-hmm. was invented to catch time travelers. Okay, so hear me out. So just, just right. So those odds are so crazy that the odds of you guessing right are so astronomical that when you hear about somebody winning for me at least i always go you just happen to guess the right numbers this skepticism for me right Mm -hmm. a lot of these times especially powerball stuff like that these people remain anonymous yeah right they don't really come out and say who they are we've heard some smaller scale win a couple million yeah whatever but like big jackpot winners that all of a sudden you're like oh multi-hundred millionaire now overnight yeah we don't ever hear about them opening a business or we don't hear about their escapades going forward where they're making more money or i don't ever hear about those why do you know if they're anonymous you wouldn't know yeah but like all of a sudden somebody being it it just i feel like making that kind of wealth overnight would do it does something to the richter scale like all of a sudden there's a neighborhood in canton new jersey or in fucking galveston texas or something where a person is having a a 10 million dollar house commission that you never you just never even heard of nothing it just feels weird anyway my the theory is the theory is basically like there's this there's this um no well why can i dispute that though why can i I haven't even finished laying out the theory no but what you were just saying though about what i just want to i want to i want to because they're anonymous please go ahead so by them being anonymous you go why haven't they opened a business what do you expect them to open up like a walmart and like not a walmart not a walmart but just something to like grow their wealth but how do you don't know that though i hear what you're saying i'm you, you've rebutted that. Can I continue I'm laying just, out the conspiracy? I hear you. Yes. Okay, Anonymous, okay, who go. knows what business Go. they would open. Let me, right. can I finish? So the theory is that there like, is a bureau, a, 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 a shadowy bureau that, you know, puts it out there. You win. Okay. And then all of a sudden you are anonymous because they've taken the time traveler, quote unquote, and taken them into custody to interrogate them to find out, you know, what they know and how they got here. Basically, the theory is somebody from t- from the future has come back here with knowledge that the lottery number on this day was going to be this, comes back here, plays the lottery, hits the number, and then, you know, gets arrested by, you know, the time police. 
shit. That's that's the that is one of the worst conspiracy theories I've ever heard in my life. You made that up. I didn't make it up. Where you get that from? The internet. Where? Twitter. Okay. I'm about to say, I know you're not about to see Reddit because they don't. No, they, not Reddit. They don't put bullshit like that on. Reddit. You could definitely find a thread about what I just said on Reddit somewhere for sure. I don't think it's the worst one I've ever brought here. It's mm, up there. It's up there. It I'll, gi- up I'll there. give you. I'll, it's up there. But you don't have to look at me like I'm crazy. You can entertain me a little bit. No, you, know, you just. Like, I'm not entertaining that. You one. you leave the conversation. I think only because a, on a dead end. Only, only thing. Only th- only reason why I say that is because I play the lottery sometimes uh-huh. and I'm not winning. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Who wins? It's not time travelers. <laughs> you say. Says you. Here's the thing about conspiracies. Before they were ruined by people like. I'm not even going to say people's names, but like before they were ruined by people in the mainstream media yeah. and turned into like, you're, you guys are spreading hate and horrible thing, terrible things. It was just a fun little thought exercise. That's what a conspiracy theory was yeah. to me. It's just like a fun little, like, Ooh, let's look at, let's look at a puzzle from this angle, as opposed to the angle of everybody's all looking down on the puzzle. Let's get at the eye level of the table and look at the puzzle from its flat surface. And maybe we'll see something that we no- normally wouldn't see. Yeah. That's what a conspiracy does conspiracy theories do for me they're like fun little oh shit okay wow so actually this is the world this is happening yeah it's a different it's, perspective on it's a different perspective yeah. on things and that's what it normally is like the bank that that is the type of conspiracy theory i indulge in a silly little harmless one yeah i find that to be a fun one i don't go into the dark territories but anyway on some real conversation and this is gets in another territory of, of thought exercises and mm-hmm. stuff like that fran uh I remember a couple of weeks ago there was a story that dropped about Brittany Griner, the WNBA player, yeah. who they said they said like uh, we lost her. We don't even know where she is. There was like a piece of information that came out, a piece of news, might have been fake. Who knows? That I was like, yeah, well, we we don't even know where she is now. Anyway, Brittany Griner has been freed. I want to do a round of applause for that because that's fantastic. Based on what we've heard, it's been it's been not great. And 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 the reality is the the only thing or person or persons that should be. Uh, indicted and on trial for the mess that was this Britney Griner situation is like world leaders because marijuana has been vilified at such a high level that this woman was facing 10 years in a hooskow mm-hmm. for, a, for a vape pen. Yeah. That's insane. They had her like a labor camp, I think. And that could have been a rumor I heard. But anyway, it started this discussion about because I knew I might have even spoken about this at one point when when I was not as concerned because I thought it was going to get done quicker, mm-hmm. where I knew Russia was holding on to her to do a swap. I was like, they clearly are holding. They're clearly making a big deal out of this yeah. because of what's going on, the political climate, the Ukraine, Russia situation. They're going to try to get something out of having Brittany Griner. They're not just going to turn her over. No. They're going to want to swap her for one of theirs or something like that. I assumed it would get done quickly. So I stopped talking about it. And then months and months and months passed. And just a couple of weeks ago, this news came out about like, oh, yeah, we lost her. And that's when I spoke about it again. And now a couple fast forward a couple of weeks, Brittany Griner has been freed and she's been traded for a world uh, infamous weapons dealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call him the, the merchant of death. This guy apparently is like one of the biggest arms dealers in the world. And it brought about this discussion. I don't think that the time was proper on the actual day that she was released. I thought it was a little tasteless, but I did find it to be an interesting thought exercise. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm happy that Brittany Griner is free, but it reminded me of uh, this ethics conundrum that I'm going to put to you is like, you're on a train that's headed down a track. Mm -hmm. The track is barreling down. The train is barreling down the track and there's five people on the on the track yeah. and the train's going to hit those five people. Mm-hmm. You have access to a lever that you can pull mm-hmm. and it will, sh- it will, it will reroute the train and 
onto a track where only one person is on that track right. and hit one person, mm-hmm. do you pull that lever? Yeah. What if that person's your grandmother? You know, I kind of saw the same thing. And it was, uh, this is funny, because I saw when they said that somebody offered you $2,000, but a couple random people die. Uh-huh. Would you take that money? Uh, random people in the world? Yeah. <sighs> That's a tough one. It, I'd have to, it would depend on the spot I was in. Okay. There's a chance I would say yes. But yeah. then I don't. But I get what you mean by little thought activities like that. Yeah. It was like, it make, it it's like, what's random? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, what's yeah. random? Random to me could be somebody in your family. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like it's, and then, yeah, I would, right. and then exactly. so I was like, oh, I don't know these people. But then I caused somebody that six degrees of separation, somebody that I do know, I caused them tremendous yeah, pain. But that's not random. That's not random. Yeah. Well, it is it random. It is random. But, but it, it will still affect me. Exactly. It still yeah. comes back around. Yeah. It's like, it is random, but yeah. it's not. It still comes back to me. So the reason I bring that up is that, you know, Brittany Griner's free and that's great. And that's what we all wanted. And we thought that it was ridiculous that she's in prison for a vaporized weed pen. Mm-hmm. But if the person that we traded for Brittany Griner now goes out and sells arms to Russia to kill Ukrainian soldiers or sells a, a weapon to a kid who shoots up a school or I'm sure he deals in way bigger things. He sells a, a box of AK-47s that are used in some conflict in the, in the Republic public of congo or something mm-hmm. like that was was it a was it a good trade to let this person go to get this person out you know it's like she she should have been freed and that's great that she was free but when you think about what destruction could be caused by a person named the merchant of death yeah and the argument is like well arms dealers exist all this horrible stuff is going to happen anyway she should be out of jail if they had to trade one of them to get out to get this to get britney griner out then who gives a shit man bad stuff happens in the world every day but i'm just saying like what if specifically this person lead you know ends up doing something that directly affects the next news cycle yeah he sells the gun to this person that does this to shoot this person and then you know like so it's just it was an interesting interesting thought exercise for me again i don't care it was i was saying free britney griner i'm glad she's free but it just is also interesting that the person in order for her to be free to be freed somebody who apparently is awful had to also be freed yeah and that's like an ethics conundrum you know it's like do you do you free uh, a mass murderer to free a, 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 a kid, you know, like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it just is one of those, it's, it's a tough one. It's like, it's something to think about, but yeah. like at the, in the reality of the situation, I'm glad she's free. Right. But when you're just talking about the hypothetical of it and like the, the situation of like, would you trade this to do that? Would you give this person to this to give this person that would you steal bread to feed your, that kind of thing, it's an interesting one. It's like, would I free a person that I think got a raw deal and is not having a good time and is having a bad time in prison for sure so they can get out and, you know, go play basketball or write a book or whatever the things that she does that are important, see her family. These are all important things that matter. But the the exchange is you free a person who, like, is going to go out and probably do bad things in the world. Yeah. And that's an interesting ethics conundrum. Yeah. You know, so again, I'm glad Brittany Griner's home. I'm glad she's free, but it's something to think about. And did yeah. you, you never answered? If yeah, you, I was, yeah, I was getting back to that. Um, and you said it was, if it was my grandmother, yes, you said if it was rent, but let's just for random, you said you'd kill the one person to save the five, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's it's like, is, is it is it wrong? Is it right? I don't know. Somebody dies either way, yeah, yeah. but then it changes if it's your grandmother, yes, right. yeah, 
Yeah, but so, I, I I do I do want to throw something at you because uh, I want to get I want to get your take on the whole Britney Griner thing because I'm glad she's free too and like they, this to me what I've what I've read is like the same energy is not being kept because now the race is it's involved in everything so uh-huh. it always comes back around at first okay. it was at first it was uh you know when she you know she, you shouldn't you shouldn't do crimes you know yeah in there and then it's like okay well she's home uh-huh. now other people name is coming up like this dude Paul Whalen I think his name is yeah he wasn't able they tried to have like a two for one type of thing and they yeah. right but it's like okay well he's in a medical he's like a medical he's sick yeah but, but but my thing is like now that she's now we have her back they're, they're like, like why didn't they get the white guy they, too yeah why didn't they get a white guy or like you know I don't know. it's just it was it's just a lot of stuff that I've been I've been seeing and. Yeah. I just don't like how well, now well, that she's free. Yeah. Now and so why why did why did why did they get her instead of the guy that's already been over there? Yeah. It's the news cycle. And it's gonna be what it is. And I don't yeah. even want to I didn't even want to give this part of it energy. I'm I'm gonna answer your question, but uh the new everything has to have a take, right? Yeah. And the take from the right on this is that Brittany Griner was somebody who took a knee for the national anthem, yeah, is gay. Yeah has said that there are things that are fundamentally wrong with this country, which can be true and you can still love America. Mm-hmm. I just hate yes. that that people make this thing where you you if you don't like the way that the police police, then you're anti-American. Hate, right. If you don't like the way that the government is ran or that people it costs a 60 $600,000 for a woman to go to the hospital and, yeah. and have a baby, then you like hate America if you think that healthcare should be free. Right. And that's not true. I want my country to work for me and people that look like me and I think it should be a, bi- a a beautiful place and 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 it is a beautiful place but it can be better what doesn't have pros and cons exactly so why is it that it's un-american to go like but you know with this system could be better yes. right like we could do we could do other things that help people more yes and they they're basically saying well if britney griner hates america so much and she doesn't want to stand for the national anthem and doesn't think basketball games should be uh the national anthem should be played at basketball games i bet she's pretty happy that the government of her country came and got her right so will she come out and say that she loves america now and that she's sorry for not for not standing for the national anthem i bet she's changed her mind about how beautiful america is now now that she's spent time in russia and it's like she spent time in Russian prison. You know, I'm sure she probably liked America more than Russia as a baseline anyway. Yeah. But after this situation, I'm like, I'm like, it's like, yeah, sure. I'm sure she can't wait to be home in her bed. I'm sure she loves that a lot more than Russian prison. Yes. I don't know if that necessarily makes her go like, you know what? I was wrong. And there aren't there's nothing that needs to be changed about America. There aren't there aren't problems with with the United States that can be changed. Yeah, that's and that's true. the argument. It's yeah. like, well, I hope she come, if she hope she appreciates what this country did for her by going to get her. And I just think that's bullshit. You know, I just think that that's a crazy like it's a it's a it's a straw man argument to yeah. say that if if I have a critique about the country that I live in, you should go somewhere else. Just leave. You don't you shouldn't get to be here if you don't think this is the best country in the world and is infallible and there's nothing wrong. And I just think that that's crazy. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a ton of flaws with a lot of systems and, and governments in the United States. And also, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Right. Those two things can be true. Yeah. I love the U.S. I think that we have amazing freedoms and the Constitution is great and all that stuff and all the liberties and everything. But the Constitution was drawn up by guys who had syphilis, slave teeth, and were ugly as shit. And they wore a lot of polyester and wooden shoes. (laughs) And they shot guns that took 40 days to load. Yeah. And so I don't know if we should be living by everything that they set as a foundation. Because you know something, Nike Air Max exists now. So maybe they wouldn't be so angry if their if their feet didn't hurt. 
You know, there's just things where it's like you can't we can't put ourselves in the state of mind of those people because we just have access to things. Imagine having the flu in 1794 and oh, you're yeah. like, oh, you're I have done. to draw my will up because yeah, I'm going to die yeah. at 29 and years old. Say yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, <laughs> like imagine that yeah. now you just go, you take some Mucinex, couple yeah. of NyQuil, wake up and you can run a marathon you tomorrow. Yep. So we shouldn't be following the exact guidelines of these people. You know, and, and I don't think that that's crazy to say. Like, I think we can tweak things a bit. We can remix things a little bit. And I don't think that that's like, well, if you think that you should get out of here, go somewhere else. And that's kind of the argument about Britney Griner being free. It's like, oh, if you thought all these things before, I bet you don't think them now because yeah. you went through this awful situation. You know what I bet she wishes? That weed was universally recognized as not a big deal. So she wasn't in jail for a year for weed. Yeah. I just don't agree with what people were saying. I just don't like... Oh, yeah, like, why don't, why, don't why didn't you crime. get somebody else? Yeah. Oh, well, don't do the crime and then, while you're over there. Then, and then it's like, oh, she's gone. And it's like, what about this person? Yeah, she should... Basically, their argument is she should... She she did do what she did. Yeah. So she should have spent 10 years in prison for a weed pen when this other guy, Paul Whelan, was accused of being a spy yeah. and they think that he wasn't, which is... That's crazy. And I wish that they would have brought him home too because that sounds unfair. Yeah. Like, you, you aren't a spy. You oh, really just... wasn't? That's what they say. I don't know. Oh. I'll tell you like this. If you're a good spy, they wouldn't be, they shouldn't be able to prove that you were a spy. And I would stick to the story until I die. I'd yeah. go, I, I wasn't, a, I was just on vacation here. Yeah. But I, I think people need to look at it to where it's like, okay, the Britney Griner situation put that guy, Paul, Will I didn't know anything about Never heard dude. his name before. Until the Britney Griner So now situation. let's keep saying, they bring Paul exactly. Will home too, you know? Well, they're saying he's not, the they're saying he's not. Yeah. It shed some light on him, man. Exactly. LeBron James didn't know who Paul Whelan was. Sorry. He knew who Brittany Griner was. They play the same sport. It was a crazy thing. Made news cycles. Her yeah. name got a lot of attention. She's a, a six foot nine gay woman. And they were saying that she was being abused in the prison. Now, I have my own thoughts about whether or not that was Russian propaganda. Only we, we only will know that when Brittany Griner comes home and she sits down with Oprah, whoever yeah. she's going to sit down with. Because she should never play Ooh. the she should never play in the WNBA again. They don't make good money. It's, it's a terrible system that the way that it's set up. She will make exponentially more money. And I'm, I'm not sure this is not on her mind her family and fucking being home, take a shower, all that stuff. But when that's done, the tour, the press tour, go sit down with good morning, America, Oprah Winfrey, whatever, write your book, tell your, do your, not your memoir, tell your story, yeah. cash out, sell the movie rights, make bank. Yep. You'll make more money from this than you'll ever make playing basketball. She, she won't stop doing that. Though. I, I mean, she's six, nine. I hope she wouldn't. I mean, what else is, you know, but that's, that's something you don't just, it's a talent. It's a love. Yeah, yeah. It's a love. And I, and I, and I hope to see her on the basketball court again soon, but she has an opportunity to Absolutely. like change her life and her family's life for like generations. This is like a gold mine of a story. And that's not why it happened to her. That's not what she did, but that's the silver lining that I think about. Like you have a story to tell. Yeah. And like I said, my point is we won't know the details of what happened to Brittany Griner until she comes out and tells them for herself. But I did have a suspicion after the trade happened where I went, you know, if I was Russia and I wanted to get this guy home, I would put the pressure on the United States government by being like, yeah, they're all calling her gay slurs and not letting her shower. And we, oh, lo and they, we, and I, we lost her. That. Yeah, they did that. But she might've been fine, but or not fine. Say, it was bad, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying like they, they might've put some the sauce pressure, on they did that. Yeah. We don't know where she is. It's like, Oh shit. Well, we need to act now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that happened. I'm not saying nothing bad happened to Brittany Griner, but I wouldn't be surprised if they leaked out some stories that made it out. Like, she's on the brink of death. Like if we don't get her now, she's going to die. Yeah. And maybe that wasn't necessarily how bad it was. I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put some stories out there to put the pressure on the government to go and get her.
So and that means we got played. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and whatever, you know. Well, hey man, I, I was talking. We to wanted my, her home. We yeah, got her. Home. I was talking to my dad because we had a conversation there earlier today because we both found because he called me, mm-hmm. but we talked about it and I was like, so I asked him. I said, so that means is she free? I'm she's free now because mm-hmm. she didn't do it here. Yes, but I'm so the same thing is for that guy. He doesn't have to do any more time now because no. Well, basically they that? they were traded and swapped back to their own countries. Right. If we in the United States were to want to recharge or do something like that, we'd have to extradite him, and that's up to the discretion of the Russian government. Gotcha. They don't have to give him back. Right. If we wanted to go, you know, something we actually found out something else illegal that he did. That's the problem. It's like if Brittany Griner would have got home and then they subpoenaed her from Russia, like you have to come here for court. Like, <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I'll just never go to Russia again. Boo hoo. Yeah. But she was there. Yeah. So that's the problem. Like, if you commit a crime in another country, if you get home and you guys don't have an agreement between that country about extradition, you're good. You just can't go back there again. Yeah. But that was the problem is that she was in Russia. I mean, yeah. So now that she's back in the United States, it's like, I would never go to Russia again if I was Brittany Griner. Yeah. And I'm sure that guy will never come to the U.S. again. Uh, no, he's an actually he's, he's an illegal so. arms dealer. He'll come here with like a, so. a fucking uh, Monopoly Man mustache and some thick sunglasses and and so. and sell weapons. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm super happy that Brittany Griner's home. I hope that that wasn't lost in the things that I was saying. It, again, it just is an interesting thought exercise and like geopolitics and all the things around it is it's interesting. It's very scandalous. It reminds me of some Olivia Pope type of shit. And so it was it was an interesting story. But at the end of the day, I'm happy Brittany Griner's home. People sell illegal weapons every day and. You know, it is what it is. You know, this is a situation where, you know, we traded one of those guys to get somebody home. She's an American citizen. She deserved to be home. We got her home. So shout out to Brittany Griner. Hope to see you on the court soon. And I can't wait to read the book. Anyway, friend, let's get to some shout outs. Oh, yeah, it's time for some Patreon shout outs. Folks, just want to give you a quick heads up. If you haven't followed us on social media, December 23rd, that's a Friday, friend. Yeah. December twenty third of twenty twenty two. Yeah. December twenty third, twenty twenty two, we were having a virtual Christmas party. Please join us. There will be games. There will be ugly Christmas sweaters. There will be eggnog. We will be getting faded. Ask ask us whatever questions you have. Let's reflect on the year. Some of your funniest and most entertaining moments from the podcast of this year. We'd love to have you pop up on the screen and tell us those things. And we're just gonna kick it, man. It's gonna be a fun Friday night filled with laughter, um, uh, love and um Lace fronts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I might have a wig on. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. But anyway, uh, if you want to, if you want to be a part of that, join the Patreon immediately at any tier, and the link will be available on, on uh, available on our Patreon December the twenty third, twenty twenty two. That's our Friday. We're gonna kick things off with a shout out to Megan M. Shout out to you, Megan M. Much love and appreciation. Shout out to you. Keep doing your thing out there. Up next, we got Liz and Lucy. We got ourselves a double Patreon, friend. Yeah, they're sharing a Patreon account. Like people share Netflix. That's dope. I think that that's dope, man. And way to consolidate, man. The economy's tough right now. HBO Max is fusing with Discovery Plus, so you know that price is going up. Also, I got some conspiracy theories on that, friend. Enjoy cutting the cord for now. Because in the next 10 years, there's going to just be three networks. They're all going to charge $60 a month. And it's going to be as much as cable will cost. That's, I already see that coming down. Everybody's, because, you know, right now, I told you I have all of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to see a lot of them buddy up. Yeah, like Hulu and Disney. Hulu and Disney, and then they like, Hulu was 15 or something like that. Disney was 15. Now you get no, both Disney for 50. Like yeah. But but like but now you get both. It's like 54. I pay it. Yeah. I pay the 54 like or whatever. Disney, Hulu, and something else. Yeah. Like ESPN or something. Something like that. Yeah. And it's like, and live TV is included in it. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Everybody's going to pair up, and eventually, probably what's going to be the end game is all of it's owned by Disney. 
and then you just yeah. buy Disney, the Disney app for $120 a month and you get everything in the world. Yeah. So enjoy cutting the cord right now. You save some right now because I just I just recently cut the cord. I finally did it. You did? I, well, I finally did it. I had some couple basic cables, channels. Now I only have high speed internet and it's okay. like $50 less. Yeah, you don't have. Oh, you had cable. I had cable. I had basic cable. And it's I wasn't like, even really watching it. That's like having a house phone. I know, I know, I know. I just, I wasn't, I couldn't fully cut the cord. I, I, it was a bundle. Yeah. They're like, you, we'll give yeah, you a couple you basic. Had, like YouTube. Like, I don't understand what. I know, man. How I'm just, you do that earlier? I'm I don't just understand. letting you know that I finally cut the cord. I finally cut the cord on that. I finally got rid of a couple of um subscriptions. Good, man. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm cutting the cord in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so. And you'll, you'll see it impact your pockets. You go like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I got an extra little $50. Yeah. Let me go get a sandwich. Yeah, sandwich. You know what? Let me go get, a, let me go get some good, hot, some premium hospital food from uh, um, Panera Bread, you know? Hold on, wait. No, no, no. What? Are you done with the? Are you done with the? Picture? No, I got a couple more shoutouts. Put oh, a pin okay. in it. Can you I put am. a pin in it. I am. Put a pin in that. Uh, up next, we got a shout out to Brianna or Brianna. Don't know, but either way, love it. Keep doing your thing. Is that a dog? It's a cat. Shout out to Brianna. Brianna, keep doing your thing out there. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go Brianna. Up next, we got Ashley. I'm guessing that's not your last. That is your last name, and I'm not gonna say it. But it's a great. It look. It looks like a word or like a, a phrase. Anyway, shout out to Ashley M. Keep doing your thing out there. Love you. Support you. Good luck in 2023. Up next, we got Bethany M. Bethany, Beth, Betty. Love it all. Keep doing your thing. Your picture looks like a photo of David Hoggins from a distance, but I can't tell. No, I'm David Goggins. Sorry, not David Hoggins. Um, David Goggins. He's like he's like a, a no, guru. I know who's Hoggins. He was he survived a mass shooting in Florida. Oh. Uh, up next, <laughs> yes. Anyway, very different guys. They both been shot at before though. So right. David Goggins was in the Marines. David Hoggins shouldn't have been shot at. I he know was David at a school. Goggins. David, yeah, David Goggins is Crazy. the man. Yeah, David Hoggins. Shout out to David Hoggins doing a lot of good work out there advocating against gun violence. Up next, we got Debs. Shout out to Debs. That name I don't like because that was the girl's name in um, Shameless. One of the worst characters in television history. Hated Debbie Gallagher. Sister? Debbie Gallagher, the redhead. Yeah. Hated her. Thinks she's the worst character in the history of television. So annoying. And lastly, we got a shout out to Poseidon, the I god of the ocean. Re- I think her character is more realistic, more relatable than anybody else on the damn show. Because she's annoying? No, oh, man. She was like a young, you know, annoying like a, person? A young. Did she have a child? She had a child age? young, sure. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess that yeah, team. I guess that's relatable today. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Poseidon, the god of the ocean. The what? Poseidon. We got to follow by Poseidon, man. Who's next? Zeus, Hermes. I love it. Bring them all. Bring all the gods on. Shout out to all you guys. Fran, you had a thing you wanted to touch on? Oh, yeah. How dare you disrespect Panera Bread? I disrespect. I love Panera Bread. You just said it's premium hospital food. It is premium hospital food, though. It's soup and okay sandwiches and like firm pastries. They aren't very gooey and fresh. You know what they need? And then they might have this. I just never ask. It's like they need an oven that you can put your pastries. You're like, can you warm this up? Yeah, you can't do that? I don't know. I never asked. Oh. But when you get it, it tastes like, oh, it kind of tastes a little day old. But it's nice. I like it. Would you go <laughs> <laughs> shit on it and be like, oh, I No, like I like it. it. It's cute. I, I like, I like it's Panera cute. Bread. It's cute. I like it. It's Panera Bread. It's delicious. It's like, if it, it's, like, it's like almost like a cute little corner bakery, but everything in there is like a little old. You want to know where the most hospital thing that they have? Those little pizzas, that, the flatbread pizzas that they have? I, who goes there to get the pizza? I, wow. I like premium hospital food. So I've had the flatbreads. Yes, that's how I can speak from personal experience. I've been, I've run the gamut of the of the Panera bread menu. I've had all the stuff. You ever had a bread bowl from Panera bread? A bread bowl? No. Then don't talk to me. You don't know. No. You don't know what it's like well, to you know, eat a it, kind of firm, old like tasting bread, bread, bread I bowl. I like it, but we're not going to call it uh, premium hospital food, though. Why is that insulting to you? Because that is insulting. That's an insult. 
Do you like hospital? Have you been to a hospital? Yes, I've been to a hospital. Okay, sometimes when you're in a hospital, you've been in there for a long time, like when you had your kids. You're hungry, right? Yeah. They provide you sustenance. That's a good thing. I don't eat hospital food, though. Where'd you go? Would you go to McDonald's? Yeah, you leave out. To go get, you could get better food at the hospital than than go to McDonald's. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say McDonald's. Oh, sorry, my I bad. I didn't mean to disrespect you. Where'd you go? Where'd you go when you when 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 your when your remember, wife was man. pushing out was pushing remember. out your kids years ago? You probably went to the hospital food court. I did it. Okay. Well, I'm my bad. Let me take back what I said. Please. It is perfectly good, okay food, Panera bread, and it comes through in the clutch at lunchtime when you're at work. Yeah, it's always there for you. Consistent, great. But you shouldn't go and get flatbreads from. Don't tell me how to live my life, man. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's one of our turns to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back. My affirmative murder this week. Ah, uh, this is a good story. I found this story. Man, Facebook is, is 2-0 and right now, man. Facebook? Facebook is 2-0 and right now. Okay. I found this story on Facebook. This uh, some is weird a- on a group or something? I don't know why I keep. I don't Just know what's, why is it popping up on mm. my thing. Uh, uh, but my story is about the murder of Colleen Elizabeth Ritzer. Mm. Interesting. Um, and the guy that 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 murdered her was Philip Chisholm. Chisholm. Philip Chisholm. Mm. So Philip Chisholm was born on January twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. Mm. In the fall of twenty of twenty thirteen, Chisholm had recently moved from Tennessee to Danvers. Massachusetts. He was born in 1999. Yeah. Damn. So he's like 23 or something. Yeah, just a little side, a uh, little side note that I found about Danvers, Massachusetts. It was, it was, it's well known for its association with the ninth, with the 1692 Salem witch trials. Sure. And it was late after that. It was the name. It was changed to Danvers. Got it. Just learned that. You know. Okay. Doing my research. They were burning up some witches down there. Yeah. Uh, so where he was, where he wasn't that well known as a school, other than him being a, a good soccer player, so got he didn't it. Talk much. He was a he was sports. an outcast type of kid. Yes, but he was great at. He had the bangs over one eye. He no, was, he's black. Oh, okay. Well, he's that doesn't. Man. I knew some black kids that had the bangs over one eye. He didn't have bangs. <laughs> <laughs> get your, to get a perm to bad. commit to the look like that is crazy. That's, but that, that's gothic territory, though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Had to be gothic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so he was, he, you know, he didn't talk to a lot of people at school, he stayed to himself, but he was, you know, reportedly good at soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one report, this is in the United States. Yes. It's a weird sport to be black and good at. That's so that put, that's, it's, it's helped me paint a picture. Yeah. Outcasty sport to be black and good at. Or yeah. not even good, to pick that to be the sport you play. Yeah. Soccer's not very popular here. <laughs> no. Maybe in Massachusetts, though. I don't know. Uh, I think it is. I think soccer is popular. It's not like relative to like, but I get what you're saying, you know, compared to other countries. Yeah. It's not as popular. Oh, yeah. no at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one report did refer to him as an antisocial and really tired and out of it. Damn, okay. It was also reported that his mother or his parents mm-hmm. um, was going through a difficult divorce. You know, that's why he moved to Danvers, uh, Danvers, Massachusetts from Tennessee. Got it. So make sure you keep that in mind. Okay. So Colleen Elizabeth Ritzer was a beloved member of the faculty of a school she teached at. I'm about to get into that now. Uh-huh. She was an algebra teacher at Danvers High School. According to one student, she was always positive and happy. She made me feel like I wanted to go to math class. Mm. And this was reported uh, to the to the New York Times. By now, like a student. Yeah, by a student. And I had to switch the words up in this because 
how they had it in the in the article that I read was like it said that quote and it was like from a struggling student. I'm like, I'm damn. Like, why would why? Do how do you even, how do you even know that? Right. Like what? Wait, no, they could have been struggling with like that. She's dead. Yeah, but it says she made me feel like I I wanted to go to math. It was poor timing to put that there for sure. <laughs> but I think they might have meant like struggling okay. with dealing with the grief. Okay, of, I get yeah, that. but, but it is it clear. I agree that it's bad timing I to be like, like I love math from a dumbass kid. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's how it comes. Across. That's how I. I that's how that's I how you interpret it. I yeah. get it. No, I get that. And Chisholm was no exception to her. A student overheard Ritzer complimenting Chisholm on his drawing skills, and at the end of class. Uh, she requested that he stay after school so she could help him prepare for an upcoming test. Cool. She's one of those go the extra mile, the extra get mile involved. Yeah, yeah, extra credit assignments. Yes. These are te- the, I, I love these teachers. Yes. What's the sad part is, I think most teachers start off as this teacher, and then you get jaded and you realize that the system is just not designed for you to be yeah, that kind of teacher. Yeah. She's a, a young. She was twenty four years yes. old. So she was a you're bright eyed. Yeah. You think you're going to make a difference, and yeah. then the the curriculum beats you to death. Where they're like, I want to have them read a fun book that's like current and political. They're like, No, no, no. You need to prepare them to take a test in fall mm. where they a Scantron test. Yeah. So they need to know this, and so we don't have time to like be creative and do your special curriculum. Yeah. And then by the time you're ten years in, you're like. Fucking here's the book. Turn up chapter seventeen. Read this, then just write it down again, and just prepare for the test this next yeah. week. And that's how it, like drains all the all the love for the game out of you. Some of them, or most of them, but there are a lot that, of them. no. There's a lot of teachers, teachers that, that you know that keep the love for yeah, yeah on people on students and yeah. Uh, so I think and early in her career that you know she couldn't couldn't finish out her career. You know she was one of those teachers. Where yeah. It's like, I'm trying to make an impact on all my students. Yes. Even though the, maybe the ones that you can pick up that's like kind of troubled or going mm-hmm. through some things. Those are the ones that need those the right, most. She's the one. She's like, well, I can, I, this kid, yeah. I can tell he's dealing with some stuff and, you know, I want to help him on the test that's coming up. Yes. So on the morning of October 22nd of 2013, the Danvers High School newly installed state-of-the-art security camera system showed 14-year-old Chisholm arriving at school with several several bags. In the bags, there were a box cutter, mask, gloves, and a multiple changes of clothing. Oh, my God. The school secu- security show Ritzer ex- exiting the classroom toward the second floor women's bathroom around 2.54 p.m. Mm. This was a high school, so school was out. At 3? At 2.15. Oh, okay. So school's already out. Yeah, so school's it, already out. This is specifically for the after-school crowd. Yes. Yep. Wow. So it's not, it's not a lot of... Maybe a couple of teachers there that's still, yeah. and it's maybe. Uh, well, I know when my my senior year at my high school that we had a new wing. Sure. And at some points in time, there's not a lot of people in that wing because it's a new wing, and it's yeah. like maybe I don't know, maybe like there's three classrooms a in there, classrooms, and if none of them are in steps, session. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. and if everybody's in the other main part of the school, it's that, empty. That, that part is empty. Yeah. The school security footage show. Ritzer exiting the uh, classroom toward the second floor women's bathroom around 2.54 p.m. Chisholm can be seen. And this video was on Reddit. The whole video was on Reddit. The whole, all, the, all the CCTV yeah. footage is on Reddit. Chisholm can be seen walking into the hallway looking her way. So they was, you know, she was helping him do something. She yeah. leaves out to go to the bathroom. He comes out. To like, make sure. Walks in the hallway, peeks. See now, if she's going peeks, out of the, see where the bathroom. She's, or, yeah, where yeah. she's going, where he can, you know. We, y'all heard the show before. Y'all heard many uh, true crime shows. You know where this is going. Yeah. 
Now, what I thought was is either he's trying to go out to, to see where the teacher's going so he can try to make his move, mm -hmm. one. Or when he comes out in the hallway and darts back in, he realizes, oh, this, there's cameras here. I can't. Oh, interesting. I, I got to be seen on the camera. Right. I don't want to be seen on the camera. But also, he's a dumbass kid, and he could be dumb enough to be like, let me go see if I can go change my grade. You know, like could she's be. out of the class. Could be. Let me yeah. go see if I can change my grade in the system really quick. Or yeah. Something like that. Let be. me just go see or take something out of her purse or anything. Like he's a dumb kid. Yeah. But it was just, it was so. The way that it, I, I didn't see it. You saw it. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was so like, oh shit, let me I get got, back I in. I can't have my face recognized. Yeah. So again, he, he goes out in the hallway. He looks, he ducks back into the classroom and then reemerging in the hallway with his hood on. Now oh, he had his hood on. God. Okay. Right? Then what you said makes sense. Yes. So trailing Miss Ritzer in the video, you can see Chisholm preparing himself to. He's got his hood on. He got his head ducked down. Yeah. And he has these gloves. He's putting on his gloves. You can see wow. him put on his on his gloves. Right? Jesus. So he's preparing to put on his gloves as he entered the woman's bathroom. Chisholm proceeded to rob Ritzer of her credit cards, iPhone, and her underwear. Oh. Before now, this is a trigger warning. You know, discretion is why. Before raping and stabbing her sixteen times. Wow. In the neck with the box cutter. Oh, my God. About 11 minutes after Chisholm followed the teacher into the bathroom, a female student entered the bathroom at one point, and she she said that, you know, glimpsing someone partially unclothed, clothed with a pile of garments on the floor, she quickly left out thinking they were getting changed. Yeah. Now, there's a video. You can see that when she the girl walks in and she goes right I mean, out. darts out. Yeah. So she was like, I just thought somebody was changing. You know, I saw, I just, I left. Yeah. Oh my God. Chisholm. And that was a student? This was a student, oh, yes. Oh man. Yep. So Chisholm appeared in several different outfits throughout the crime, throughout the crime in the video, which police later saw showed how he'd obviously planned the murder in advance. Yes. Clearly. This wasn't, this wasn't a. This wasn't a random act of violence. I stayed after school and yeah. I saw. The opportunity to no. It was like he brought tools. He brought his shit. He didn't was, come there to shoot the school up because he was angry because he didn't do it in the morning. Yeah. Where there were, he came here to attack this teacher. Yep. Wow. At three oh seven p.m., Chisholm left the bathroom with his hood over his head and walked outside to the parking lot. When he came back in two minutes later, he was wearing a new a new white t-shirt. So again, remember, went somewhere he has, changed. He has multiple multiple changes, changes of clothes. He, he changed his clothes. This is change clothes one. Mm -hmm. Chisholm then went back into the classroom in a different red hooded sweatshirt over his head, then returned to the bathroom at 3.16 p.m., pulling a recycling bin. He reemerged in a white T-shirt and a black ski mask, pulling the bin with Ritz's body toward an elevator and then outside the school. He put her in the recycling bin. He put bin her in a recycling bin. And then removed so now her he's from in, the bathroom. Now he's in a, he, he, in a ski mask. He had a red jacket on. Now he's a white T-shirt with a ski mask on. So this is, and this is, and the crazy thing is like, you know, we hear these stories and we, you know, we out, we, we're all out in the world every day. Yeah. We never know what we walk past and we never know what's oh. going on around. I us, mean, this right? definitely sounds like a, I'd, I'd have, I'd call the police or something. Or I don't know, a kid in a ski mask, what, pulling a, I, I don't know. I, I say that now. Well, but he didn't I have don't. a ski mask on while he's pulling the bed. Okay, got it. He had it, a ski mask on because of the camera. Like, he, sure. he switched clothes, so it's like, I don't have a hood, so I have this got it. This mask on. So there's a picture that I wanted to show you where, what I mean by, like, we don't know what we, we don't know what's going on around us sometime. So there's a picture of him pulling the bin, 
and wow. the guy's just some guys eating a sandwich or something like that. Walking, walking his, his dog. dog, yeah, walking his dog. And this dude is and pulling a, a body in there. and a body in that bin. Wow, yeah, he has no idea. I take back what I said. So again, he's pulling her body. He has her body in the bin. And he's he's pulling the body in the bin. Now he's outside. He dragged the bin all the way to a wooded area behind the school. So no, I don't know. Nobody noticed any of that. Just There's probably you know. If somebody football, did somebody, football yeah. practice, soccer practice. Yeah. There's, that's the thing is like the school can't be empty. It's after school, but yeah. like other teachers have kids that they're helping after school. There's after school programs, yeah. sports. Yeah. Like there's people, there, a girl there's went into the there, bathroom. Right. But it's like, but also it's like, but nobody's it's, paying it's one of those things where like, it's one of those things where after it happens, you go, I did, I did see, see that. I did see pulling a bin, but yeah. I didn't, I just didn't thought he was think helping it, a didn't teacher Didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Didn't yeah. think anything of it. Wow. I thought that was weird. Why was he pulling a recycling bin? Yeah. All the way to the, to the woods. Yeah. Like, so he dragged the bin all the way to a wooded area behind the school where he raped Richard's lifeless body again. Oh, wow. But with a tree branch. Okay. Cameras then picked up Chisholm. Pick, I'm sorry. Cameras then picked Chisholm up coming back into the school wearing a black shirt, glasses, and carrying a pair of bloody jeans, mm. complete, completing his gruesome plan. Now, the, he comes back in the, when he comes from after dropping the bin off. Yeah. He's come. He's comes back into school. He has the bloody jeans on. Yeah. I don't know how that he didn't run into anybody with bloody jeans on. He had no shoes on. So after the murder, after the murder, neither Chisholm or Ritzer were seen after school, and they both were reported missing. So now you go like, you know, what start? What started the search? You know, what kind of got everything rolling and people started yeah. opening their eyes a little bit. So Phillips again told you that Phillips was a part of the soccer team. Yes. He didn't go to soccer practice. Okay. Soccer practice. Yes. So his coach said that you know Philip missed practice and he didn't show up for the team dinner. Mm. Around nine p.m., the principal sent out a mass email to all school faculty and staff that the fourteen-year-old student was missing. Mm. Nobody even know about Miss Ritter yet. Yeah. And shortly after, another math teacher called Miss uh, Sue, who was the principal, called Sue and said that Colleen's parents contacted her, asking if she had talked to. Colleen or seen her that and day. And Colleen is Colleen Ritzer. Yes. Yes. Okay. So because she's, she's twenty, she's a teacher, but she's twenty. She's twenty four years she's old. She's twenty four. Yeah. She was still living at home with her parents. Wow. So they was expecting her home hours ago. Yeah. After her father went looking for her at the school, he didn't find her, and he did notice that her car was still in the parking lot. Mm. And there's so they, a, and there's a kid missing. A kid missing. So they did. You know, now stuff taken to the place and everybody's aware now and like, okay, what phone records, you know, try to track the phone. So her phone was located 20 miles, 20, sorry, 20 minutes from the school. Diana Chisholm, who was the mother of Philip, mm -hmm. she contacted the police uh, and she's from a, they from a tiny northeastern Massachusetts town where she lives with her three children after, again, the uh, divorce, after divorce. Uh, she, she failed to contact her teenage son, Philip Chisholm on the campus of Danvers High School. Yes. So then she went in like phone location ping because he phone. wasn't home. He because wasn't he home wasn't yet. home. Got it. And it's late. Yes. And he missed the dinner. And yep. Yeah. So the phone's location was tracked with the help of his cellular uh, phone carrier. According to authorities, it was last located near the Hollywood Hits Theater. Mm. So he was at a movie theater for you know, for whatever how much time. The news of his disappearance was widely disseminated via Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. Yes. After speaking with students and staff at the school, police found blood in the bathroom mm. and Richard's bag. 
the bloody recycling bin and Ritz's bloody clothing near the cross cross country path um, at the woods behind the school. So by 11.45 p.m., CCTV footage was acquired and scrubbed. And the next day, Danvers police was able to create the, I mean, you can see the whole thing in the video. Yeah. They was, be able, they was able to create minute by minute chronology of what happened after the school day on October 22nd. And Chisholm immediately became a suspect. Because you can, you can, yeah. He's there it all make, day. It makes total You sense. saw him come to school the morning with yeah. the same fucking clothes on. He was there to help, to get help from her. Right, yep. So meanwhile, Chisholm used Richard's credit card to buy a movie ticket and Wendy's. Wow. Then left the then left the theater to steal a knife from another store. He was walking along a darkened highway outside Danvers when he was stopped by police on a routine safety call at 12:30 a.m. Walking around. Walking around on a side of a highway. Cause somebody noticed that it was a kid walking on the side of a highway at midnight. Yeah. A first search. Of Chisholm for identification turned up Ritz's credit card and mm. driver's license. Mm. Chisholm was taken to the local station where he where his his backpack was searched and Ritz's purse and underwear were found in his bag. Trophies. Al- alongside the box cutter covered in dry blood. Those are trophies. For him to have those things at 14, to to have that yeah. instinct to to want to keep mementos from yeah. his crime. That kid would have, he would have killed him. He would have killed again. He would have killed again. Absolutely. Yep. At first he claimed he didn't discover the goods at a, he discovered the goods at a patrol, at a patrol station. Then he later claims that he have taken, he taken those items out of Miss Ritz's car. According to court documents, when Chisholm was asked whose blood it was, that on the, on the knife, Mm -hmm. he said, it's the girls. When asked if he knew where she was, he chillingly replied, she's buried in the woods. Mm. This happened now. He was stopped at 12. So now it's like, this is a, this is going through the night. Like, yeah. It's not, there's no, we, we figured no. this out the next Mm-mm. morning. No. So at 3 a.m., police discovered the gruesome sight of Richard's half-naked body in a supine position and covered with leaves near a pair of stained white gloves. And they had to pull a branch out of this, out of this woman. Okay. And a folded, a folded handwritten note laid nearby worded, I hate you all. Oh, he's nuts. Also, there was a student who told police at some point, Miss Ritzer mentioned Tennessee. She said that Philip became visibly upset after she mentioned Tennessee. She said that Miss Ritzer became aware that Philip was getting upset about her talking about Tennessee. She said that Miss Ritzer later changed the topic. So she saw this guy. And they said he was just. Like she brought up Tennessee in class. Because like, of something. I'm going on a trip to Tennessee. Or and something. they said. Uh, also said that, you know, he started like mumbling shit to himself. And she and, the t- and Miss Ritzer noticed that. And was yeah. like, okay. Move well, on. He's moving on, yeah. Gro- going through something. I'm going to just. I'm going to change the subject. Yeah. Now. Hearing that I went. Maybe that could have ticked him off. But like he already had this plan before this. Yeah. Unless this was days ahead, but I mean, like... This might have know. accelerated him ex- executing the plan, but I don't think her mentioning Tennessee made him go buy gloves and a box yeah. cutter and all that. He, he already wanted to do something to somebody, clearly. Yeah. This wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing. Yeah. So the, signif- the significance was not completely clear, but again, Chisholm had recently moved to Massachusetts from Tennessee 
because his parents was, again, going through a, a stressful divorce. And that was from, according to uh, his relatives. According to a pathologist, Anna McDonald, asphyxiation and the 16 stab wounds to the neck, three of which damaged major blood arteries, were the two causes of death. Mm. She also said it's possible to identify which, which killed her first. It's impossible. I'm sorry. Impossible to identify which killed her first. But McDonald believes it was asphyxiation since the knife wounds to her neck were so severe that strangling her after stabbing her would have been too difficult. Mm. On the other hand, McDonald believes that she may have survived the strangulation if she hadn't been stabbed. Chisholm's defense attorney, John Ulcer, used McDonald's evidence during cross-examination to indicate to the jury that Ritzer was most likely dead by the time Chisholm rode her into the woods in a recycling bin. Sure. That's the defense? Yeah. Or one of the defense? Yeah. So Chisholm was brought to trial as an adult. Mm. He bore capital punishment if convicted of first-degree murder. Following rulings by the United States Supreme Court and the, and the Supreme Judicial Courts of Massachusetts, he could not receive life sentence without the possibility of a release as a minor. Yeah. So he couldn't charge 14. him. He couldn't give him life because he's a minor. 14. Adults convicted of first-degree murder in Massachusetts are sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of release. Mm -hmm. Philip Chisholm was indicted for murder, aggravated rape, and armed robbery of Colleen Ritzer. He was tried as an adult on February 26, 2016, but he was sentenced to serve at least 40 years in prison. Again, he was in mind at the time. Chisholm will be allowed to file a petition for his release from jail as a result of this. So a psychiatrist also said that Philip, Philip's family has like a history of mental, mental illnesses. Mm. And... He probably suffered from that. Sure. And that he may have had early onset schizophrenia, which could account for his account for his actions. Mm -hmm. So now he's in juvie until he's 21. Yeah. And then he will be sent to a state prison. So while he was awaiting trial, he no, tried he, to, he would turn 21 like during the pandemic. Yeah. So I'm sure that delayed any yeah. type of yeah. anything happening probably. Um, so while he was awaiting trial, he tried to, he tried to kill a, Department of Youth Service Worker. Yeah. So. This is a very deranged person. He also got, you know, attempted murder charge as well. In prison. Yep. Yeah. He, he, he should never see the light of day. This is not as dangerous. Now, do I think he should maybe be moved to some kind of facility? I wouldn't be mad at that because this is clearly a person that's just, he's, he's deranged. He needs medication and supervision. And he shouldn't be released, but he should, he doesn't need to just be left alone with his thoughts. Yeah. Because he's a dangerous, he's a danger to people in, yeah. that, in that way. So a state representative from Boston, Liz Miranda, introduced a House bill, which is H. 1797. If passed, the measure would provide for parole hearings for inmates after 25 years. 25 years. The law would apply to all con convicts in the state prison, in the state's prison institution and would be retroactive. The Ritzer family would not be affected by this, uh, but they will testify against it to protect families from going through this in the future because unfortunately it will it's going to happen again yeah um and she don't want and they don't want this to happen to another family so he was charged 41 years for the rape 
So what happened was at first it was he was charged forty one years for the rape and forty one years for the robbery. Uh huh. But in Massachusetts, they can't charge you for rape if the person's if the person's not alive. Got it. And in Massachusetts, they don't have a law for um, abuse of a corpse. Oh wow! In Massachusetts, okay. I was like I didn't know that. Interesting. Rest in peace to uh, Colleen Elizabeth Ritzer. Mm. That fucking kid is crazy. That's insane. Is, yeah, uh, again, that yeah. kid is, should never see the light of day. No. He needs help. I mean, he definitely is. Something's yeah. wrong with him. He's not just uh, mean or something. Like a bat. Or like a, no. He's not just like a robber. There was, wasn't a robbery gone wrong. No. He kept mementos. Yeah. He put her in a trash it wasn't, can. It wasn't a divorce. No, no, no. This is, no. this is a calculated, cold-blooded killer. And he would have killed Absolutely. again without a question. He tried to. Oh, yeah, in prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a dangerous guy. Yeah. All but right, for him yeah, to come, that's yeah, just Jesus, man. Come with multiple clothes. You're like, oh, he's this dude had a plan from the jump. Yeah, he said it's gonna get messy. I'm gonna have to change the bloody yeah. clothes I'm, yeah. and let me not leave the bloody jeans at the scene. Let me take them so I can get dispose of them. That's all sick. Very sick guy. Yeah. Sick so guy. The, if anybody want to watch the video, see this is another video of him. That's when he had the ski mask, big head around his neck. Uh, it's on Reddit. You can watch the whole video, maybe like ten minutes long. But you know that's him. Yeah, no, some yeah, no. Yeah. He looks no. He yeah, his eye, It's in the eyes. Oh yeah, wow. Dead yeah. eyes. Dead. Nothing there. Nothing. Um, but yeah, you can find a video on. Uh, kind of looks like Obama. Yeah, you can find a video on Reddit. I mean, like he's it's terrifying. He at one point he runs into like one of his teammates. What's and up, then, bro? Like, he runs off, and then the, the, you can see the sidekick goes like, "Yeah, <laughs> like we have. Why didn't you? Yeah, why weren't even, you at practice? We have practice, or why weren't you at practice? Yeah, and he just like runs Ram. off." And again, you're a kid. You're like, I thought that was weird, but I just thought, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought he was being weird. Yeah. Wow. Crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to her. But shout out to Facebook, man. It popped up on my fucking feed. Yeah, that's and crazy. I think, I think why it popped up because the, the lawsuit was, was I think, happened earlier this year. Got it. And that's what brought it back it around. Fresh. Yeah, because it, it happened in 2013. So I was like, man, that's, that's crazy, man. Jeez. All right, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit, so stick around. All right, friend, prepare yourself. My affirmative murder this week is the story of Christy Bamu. Okay? Okay. So uh, my sources are The Medium, BBC, and a blog called It's Crime O'Clock Somewhere. So shout out to them for my information. That I got this week. So, <clears throat> so during the holiday season of 2010, 15-year-old Christy Bamu, this is a guy. This is a guy. Okay. Yeah. Christy Bamu and his four siblings left Paris to visit their older sister Magali, who lived in London. This is according to the BBC. What started out as a beautiful family get-together during the holidays got out of control fast, and Christy was dead by Christmas Day. But Christy's death was far from sudden and even further from an accident. Eric Bakubi, a 28-year-old football coach, and by football I mean soccer, of course, Fran, because that's what they call it over there. Oh, shout out to the World Cup. A uh, 28-year-old football coach at the time was both dating and living with Christie's older sister, Magali Bamu. Eric had a history of paranoia when it came to kendoki, a type of witchcraft which derived from, the native, from his native country of the, of the United Republic of, the Con- <clears throat> of Congo. Mm. Um, this, this, uh, 
This paranoia included an incident against a 19-year-old woman named Naomi Alonga who stayed with him in, in Magali years before Christie's murder. What happened was in 2008, Eric accused Naomi of witchcraft because she would bite her nails during her three-month stay with the couple. Hmm. For the last three days of her stay, he deprived Naomi of food and forced her to sit and pray with Magali. After starving her, he made her cut her long hair short as to release her from the kendoki. Thankfully, Naomi was able to escape further abuse by calling her mom. Jump ahead two years to December 20th of 2010. Eric is now accusing Christy and his brother of bringing witchcraft into his home after Christy wet his pants when he couldn't get to the bathroom in time. He convinced Magali that her siblings needed to repent and undergo a spiritual cleansing. So basically this kid, listen, he's 15 years old. I'm sure it's embarrassing already that you, you know, you couldn't get to the bathroom in time. You peed yourself. You're already embarrassed. And now this guy's making a big deal out of it. Not only making a big deal out of it, but he's like threatening you and saying that you're evil. Yeah. I was about to say, so now he's, he peed on himself. So it's like, now he's like, uh, I don't know. Fucking. uh, I want to say something else other than evil, but possessed. Yeah. Possessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Funny. I I knew that's where the word you were going. (laughs) Funny. Keep that in mind. Okay. Yes. Keep that exact word in mind. What proceeded after this uh, accusation of being evil is what I can only describe as days of torture. Christy and his siblings were all beaten with bottles, metal bars, and attacked with a knife. And one of the young girls was even forced to eat a light bulb. That sounds like some true life shit. No, it's true life. Didn't it, didn't it was that episode? Are you talking about My Strange Addictions? I may have some time. Yeah, true life is like true life. I'm a cheerleader. Oh. True life. I'm a competitive eater. Oh, great show though. It popped up on my thing. That's why. I true life. My head. Yeah, it's a great show. They had some crazy episodes. Yeah, there. there was a yeah. true life. I have schizophrenia that I'll never forget. To th- not schizophrenia. There was one of those. True life. I have uh, Tourette's syndrome. Oh, I've seen that. One. I'll never forget yeah. that one. That was uh, that stuck with me for a long time. Um, yeah. So one of the girls was made to eat a fucking light bulb. Furthermore, he forced the children to beat up each other. Magali did nothing to stop the abuse. Mm. These are her younger siblings, by but the way. What, what do you say? Like, what do you say? What's my other option? Can, do I have an alternate option other to, than eating a light bulb to get the demons out? Something. I have to eat a light I mean, bulb? Yeah, you're like trying to reason with a person who's insane. Yeah. And he's older than them and stronger than probably. And just big. He, a light bulb. Yeah. He's like, this is what you have to do to prove that you're, a witch can't eat a light bulb. That's what they would do back in like the 1700s. Oh, like, yeah. A witch can't swim. They're like, well, I, I just can't swim, though. Yeah. So that means you're a witch. Yeah. Well, if you drown, then that means that you're a witch. So, yeah. Um, a witch. Yeah. Crazy. So, but I mean, that's what he, he essentially is accusing them of that, of witchcraft. So, like I said, her, the older sister, Magali, not only didn't do anything to stop this, but she also enjo- joined in on the abuse. Eric then asked them to prove to him that they, w- that they were witches. Not weren't, were. Like, I'm te- like basically he water he waterboarded them for information and eventually they're like i'll tell you yeah sure i'm a witch yeah. that's what you want to hear i'm a witch please stop doing this to me yeah so that's what he did he tortured them into t- confessing to being witches and he told them to jump out of a window so he could watch them fly now i don't have any evidence that's that he crazy. actually did that but it, these are just the kind of things he was trying to come up with i wouldn't disagree with that i wouldn't go like no he didn't do that yeah oh, no did he make him do 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, I'm just saying. I, I say that because like I didn't hear about any other kids like having broken legs or anything from jumping out of a window. So I guess yeah, I guess they were like he was like if you jump out of the window, if you're a witch, you'll fly. This is he's crazy. Now, I feel like now you're just making up shit. Yeah, this is insane. Jump out of the window. This guy's insane. So all of the kids said that they were witches to get Eric to stop. Yeah, he did. But then he forced all of the children to attack Christy. See, what happened was Christy's confession, along with the pants wedding, which according to those who believe in Kendoki, is a sign of possession. Mm. So not only did he confess to being a witch, but he had peed his pants as well. So the guy, so this guy's like, oh, you're like the leader and you're making all of them witches, but you're the actual witch because you peed your pants and you said out of your mouth that you're a witch. Yeah. So once he said that he was a witch, he's like, and you peed your pants, you're the ringleader. So was this, was the pee, was the, uh, him peeing his pants, was that already like a written thing? Was that already? I think that, yeah, like this okay. guy's a, this guy is paranoid of this type of witchcraft from, from the Congo okay. and peeing your pants is a sign of possession. Okay, so in his little book, it's like, oh. Yeah, next step. He's possessed. Oh, pees, gotcha. pees pants, pee pants is confesses this. to being a witch, mm. equals the ultimate witch. Yeah. And also the ringleader, everybody else is innocent. This person that does these two things is the number one witch. So it's Peter Pants and and say, say I'm a witch. witch. <laughs> yeah, very. It's a crazy curriculum, but that's. I mean, so yeah. he was like, now all of you attack him. He was beaten with a hammer. Mm. A large metal bar was used to hold his mouth open and shove and shove down his throat. Yeah, like a piece of crope rebar or some kind of something like that was used to hold his mouth open and it was shoved down his throat. His head was bashed into the tile of the uh, uh, floor tiles and his teeth were also knocked out. Oh my goodness. Christy was hit, hit repeatedly with a claw hammer and his limbs were completely smashed. Christy was still alive after all this torture mm. and he and his siblings were put into a bathtub and sprayed by Eric. After surviving such unimaginable abuse, Christy was drowned in the same tub that he and his siblings were cleansed in by Eric. Wow. And he passed away on Christmas morning. Wow. On Christmas Day of 2010, after three days of extreme torture, Magali and Eric called Christie's father, Pierre Bamou, and they told him that if he didn't come and get his kids out of their house, that they would be murdered. So this is before the cleansing. So before they, cle before they cleansed the kids and ended up drowning mm -hmm. him, they called her father. But Eric did the talking and said, if you don't come pick your kids up, they're going to be dead. The dad lives in Paris. Shit. They're in London. Oh, okay. It's about a six-hour drive. Dad gets on the road immediately. Yeah. Imagine taking that drive six hours and like, this is all depending on you know. Yeah, got to get there in time. It's six hours. Six hours. But in the meantime, Pierre called emergency response. And the police came to the flat and found the, a horrific scene. There was blood all over the flat. They found it on the ceiling, the walls, on different tools used to murder Christy and attack his siblings. Mm. Eric and Magali were both arrested that day on Christmas. And Magali said that Eric made her join in on the attack. While Eric said that he was simply defending himself because Christy was a witch. Both Magali and Eric were charged with two counts of bodily harm and the murder of Christy Bamu. The trial lasted eight weeks. During the trial, Eric never denied killing Christy. However, his defense made the argument that he had had brain damage and that he truly believed that Christy was a witch. 
Christie's other siblings testified that Magali was just as involved as Eric was in the torturing. So they did not want her to get off on like, he was making me. They were like, we were there. He was barely asking her to do these things to us. And she didn't. And she's her older sister. Yeah. After 26 hours of deliberation, Eric was found guilty of two counts of bodily harm and murder. While Magali was found guilty of two counts of bodily harm as well without the murder initially because the jury was in it was unable to come to a unanimous decision on if Magali should be found guilty of the murder as well. So they couldn't come to a unanimous decision, but the judge presiding over the case decided to accept a majority rule for her sentencing, which found Magali guilty of the murder as well. So even though it wasn't unanimous, the, the judge was like enough of you uh, voted to find her guilty of the murder. And so I'll, I'll agree to a unanimous decision. Eric Bakubi was sentenced to a minimum of 30 years in jail. Magali Bamu was sentenced to, I'm sorry, I think I said, Eric, I think I might have called him by her last name too. So Eric Bakubi was sentenced to a minimum of 30 years in jail, while Magali Bamu was sentenced to a minimum of 25 years in jail. Due to the horrifying nature of the case, the jurors involved were excused from any future jury duties for the rest of their lives. Wow. They put them on so like a bad. special list. Yeah. They're like, this is so fucking horrible. There's kids wow. involved. This kid was tortured. You're done. You're out of the game. We put you on the Hall of Fame list of jury yeah. selection. Shit. You'll never get a phone call again. So, because you, you hear all the details. Oh, yeah. The discovery Everything. in this was crazy. All the details. You probably had to look at some um, crime scene photos. And, and, did it? Now, when you say that, speaking of crime scene photos, in my story, mm -hmm. there was pictures of like the court case and they still had the these like jeans it's like yeah that shit i'm like i don't, I, I don't know if i can see that man and then when you're on the jury they you take that stuff into the jury room with, with you like pass Dude. it around or like when they're doing their you know their presentation of the evidence they'll give it to the jurors to like pass it around while they're at the jurors uh bench or whatever bloody, i don't uh, want to yeah i mean uh, it's in a bag still though yeah no i, I the agree images that you can yeah you can a picture with how and they're telling you what happened yeah so you're like that's how blood that's how these got all bloody from this horrible mm. thing that happened yeah, so rest in peace to Christy Bamu. Um, that was an absolutely horrible thing. And what I found this story because I looked up um, Christmas true crime. And this took place. Okay. I found a list of like crimes that took place around Christmas time. Yeah. And this was one of them over in the UK in London. It took place. And uh, yeah, he was he was pronounced dead on Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah. The father came out and said he, he was so, Pierre, Pierre Bamu, said he was so disappointed that his daughter didn't, do any that is that it, he said that he was so disappointed that his son died knowing that his older sister didn't do anything to help him thanks man so rest in peace to christy bamu absolutely tragic story and we need good vibes to cleanse absolutely. the palate before we get out of here That's right, folks. It's time for some good vibes to cleanse that palate before we send you guys off into the world to do great things and be wonderful, you know, uh, members of society. Because I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast, friend, is, you know, making contributions to society to make the I world a better so. place for I you and so. me and the future. Uh, Fran, my good vibes was sent to us by somebody. Somebody tagged me in this on Twitter. It's about uh, 13 stranded strangers who ended up going on a road trip because they missed a flight. What do you do when your evening flight is canceled? You really need to be somewhere in the morning and there are no other available flights. 
In the case of 13 strangers in Orlando, Florida, late Sunday, you hire a minivan for an impromptu community. For, I'm sorry. Yeah, form an impromptu community and go on a crazy road trip, taking hundreds of thousands of TikTok viewers along for the ride. No one's quite sure exactly how it happened, but it did. Uh, Michelle says it was her. It was, Michelle says it was her vision, but everyone else made it real. Made it a reality. Carlos thinks that it was Amy's idea, but to put down the credit card, Carlos's partner Laura says she'd never normally do anything like this. Laura's daughter Michaela was in disbelief. Here's a quote from Michaela. She said, "When they first told me that I looked, when they first told me I looked at them like they were crazy." I'm like, you want to get into this big van with a bunch of random strangers? Also, don't do this. I, I know this turned out fun, but like, I have an obligation as a true crime podcaster to say, hey, man, like, this is a don't do this. Yeah, I won't this is don't do this. But it turned out fun and wacky or whatever. But don't mm -hmm. do this. Don't follow their don't follow their footsteps. This is a cute story for the Internet or whatever. Don't do this. Anyway, so it was a Sunday night at Orlando International Airport in Florida. An evening Frontier Airlines flight to Knoxville, Tennessee, had been ju had just been canceled. Stranded passengers were searching on their on their cell phones for other flights and lined up to speak to the harried airport staff. Michelle Miller, an influencer known as the Farm Babe, was set to present at a conference in Knoxville on Tuesday. Carlos Cordero and Laura Puckering were taking their 17-year-old daughter Michaela Puckering to tour the University of Tennessee. One pass one passenger was headed to a custody battle. Oof. Someone else was helping a friend move to Mexico. Ooh, that's fun. And others just wanted to get home. The travelers were from all over the US and beyond. They had one thing in common. Their flight got canceled and they wanted to travel that evening. When the idea first started brewing to hire a van and drive overnight to Knoxville, Carlos and Laura said no. It sounded exhausting. But then the couple saw their daughter Michaela's face, crushed at the idea of missing her tour of her dream college. She had tears in her eyes, said Laura. And those kids will fucking, you know, firsthand. Those kids, man, they'll, they'll fucking put it on you. And then you melt and yeah. you give in. Yeah. And then they get two of the things instead of the one Always. of the things. Or, yeah, yeah. So uh, they approached another passenger, Amy, who'd been talking about the idea of hiring a van. I said, I'm down, recalls Carlos. She was like, if you're down, I'm in. Then some other lady came in and said, if you guys are in, I'm in. This, is, this feels like fucking uh, The Expendables or something like that. I like this. Like, you know what? You're a crazy motherfucker, but I'm in for one last ride. And then it just manifested into 10 to 15 people. They didn't have any hesitation after that, says Carlos, because people are followers. We're all sheep and, you know, any opportunity to end up buying like a sheep, we jump on it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, um... We got a really good we got we got a really good vibe because these are because these are regular normal wholesome people trying to get home and having things that they needed to take care of. It's like okay, in hindsight, you know that now, but don't say that like you just knew that was the case. This is not a good idea, and I'm not going to let you gaslight us, okay, Carlos? Anyway, um, the gang of stranded passengers went downstairs to the car rental area. Carlos spotted Hertz had no line, so he headed over there. He was offered a 15 person van. So we rented it, and the rest is kind of history, he says. Uh, as the group waited for the van, one of the passengers, Alana Story, a 20-something college graduate who works in media, started filming, her, filming for her TikTok. On the video, Alana asked a stranded passenger to introduce themselves and explain how they found themselves stranded and why they were renting a van with a bunch of strangers to drive across the country. If I thought this was crazy, I knew that other people might think this was crazy also, Alana told CNN Travel. 
And so I just figured this is a very unique bunch of people. We're all different. So I don't know. Maybe other people will want to see it too because things like this don't just happen on the regular. In the end, 13 stranded passengers joined on the unexpected road trip. 13 of 13 of them plus the luggage fit perfectly, said Michelle. And we all just climbed aboard and we were on our way. Um, again, so uh, um, in the back, some of the passengers talked about their family lives and jobs and other travelers attempted to sleep, but something was happening online. Alana's TikTok was gaining traction. People were, were commenting in droves, intrigued by the strangers who had banded, who banded, banded together to drive across the country. It was like a Hallmark movie. They, uh, it was like a Hallmark movie, they insisted. The TikTok community was, was keen for an update. We were just reading the comments from people and were laughing and we didn't expect this. It was like one in a million. It was like one million views after a few hours, says Laura. We were like, what's going on? So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the, the gist of it is, you know, they, they got home and, you know, they went they went from strangers to friends and they took a, there's a video right there, friend of them all when they got to the des destination and they had this really uh, beautiful moment together. There's artwork like it really turned That's into dope. this whole thing that people were following along with. And this is the kind of thing that make pe makes people friends for life. I still laugh at the idea that I think it's a cash grab. I don't mean to be jaded and a skeptic, but th that that. Uh, black kid who texted who got texted by that old lady around Christmas or Thanksgiving oh, or yeah, something. Thanksgiving, they yeah. still meet up like every year. Every year, yeah. Like yeah. to take a picture together and put I it see. on the internet. Up uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. They're like bonded for life for that. So yeah. I think this will be this a similar situation for them. Yeah. They had this really cool moment happen and I think they're gonna probably get have a reunion next year. Oh, and yeah. Do it again. Do all that fun stuff. So yeah. I just thought I just think that that's fun when you see humanity come together for a common good and you know work together because we don't see that a lot these days. It's like a lot of out for self. Let in me the go world. let me can I see the picture again? Not uh, that picture. I'm gonna see that yeah. Oh yeah there's the video. I'll just to the cartoon picture for a second. Boom. Okay. Diversity. Very yeah. diverse crowd man. Yeah, People good. from all walks of life. So that's great. Fran, it's on you. Yeah, my uh, good vibe this week is I saw a video on Instagram where uh, I, I, now today I think today we did we recorded our one of our um, what is it called our uh, Tales, Tales from the Hood, Hood episodes yes. and it has something to do with a teacher and my story has something to do with a teacher and my good vibe is about teachers is yes it was a video where in this school I'm not sure where uh, what's the name of the school but the football players give their jerseys to teachers who made an impact on them that's awesome and love it already yeah it was dope they was you know they knock on the door surprise them and then oh like, at their home no at school oh okay. at, the, at the classroom gotcha door. gotcha so it's like they already knew it's a thing so it's like they already knew waiting <clears throat> yeah teachers already knew what was going on when they gave the jersey mm -hmm. so that was super dope um if i had to pick one of my teachers it would be mr roche who was a uh it was um like he was a science teacher, but yeah. it was a different name. I can't remember the name for it. It was one of those. It wasn't just science. It was something else. And the dude was just like very upfront, honest, super funny, uh -huh. super like just witty and just quick witted. It's just like I used to love that. Was that was my favorite class my senior year, and he was super cool and he taught me a lot about science and it was always honest. But if I if I was one of those students, that that would be. Mr. Roche would be the guy I went to. He probably don't remember me now, but mm -hmm. that would be the guy I would go to. He probably do remember me because I gave him a hard time, but sure. that would be a guy too. I'll go like, you made an impact on me just for just like, just being able to come to class and just having a good time. Yeah. And like being in there and learning something without it being boring and shit like that. Yeah. And have, have I used anything in, in that class that I learned in the class? No, but no. still. 
That's so, but it, it, they made an impact though. Absolutely. For me, it was uh, uh, Mr. Franny. Uh, he was a psychology teacher. I took mm-hmm. one psychology class. He introduced me to Criminal Minds, the mm-hmm. show, and he just. You know, just psychology of the brain and a lot of the stuff, the courses that he taught opened up a fascination to me about like how people's minds work. Yeah. And I didn't go on to become a psychologist or anything yeah, like yeah. that, but it is of interest of mine. Like that, everything that it, it made me understand why I like the things that I like, why I like watching hoarders, why I like watching my 600 pound life, why I'm fascinated by cults. It's just something about, oh, like your brain doesn't work how other people's work. Mm. And that fascination came from that psychology class at my high school. So shout out to Mr. Franny. Uh, he was a ginger guy with a bald head and he had a red beard. And he just did not give a shit if you talked in the class he'd be like get out <laughs> he was not he had a very yeah. she's like i don't no nonsense he didn't have time for your bullshit shout out to franny man um yeah man before we get out of here Franny, you watch anything uh good lately i watched the netflix movie uh my name is vendetta oh i never remember. it's uh it was about a guy who was a, like a former mafia dude or whatever uh-huh. and he like changed his name changed his whole identity and his daughter put a picture of him on Snapchat, and it, it and some he, of his, his identity his ops was, found located where he was. He was in witness protection, basically, or he just he, he just he, changed, on his own. He, he just him. yeah, he just changed his name and everything, and then he didn't allow pictures from his daughter, and his daughter blew up a spot, snuck a picture of him, put it on Snapchat, and the shit fucking everyone his face, and yeah. they went looking for him, killed his wife, and now he was like, okay, we want to run now. We have to him go. and his daughter. We were, yeah, him and his daughter. We want to run now, and they was looking for him. The mafia boss, whoever uh-huh. the guy was looking for him. Now they just like it's just action packed. Yeah, yeah, fighting, shit blowing up, and then right. he's out. You know, he's playing chestnut checkers, and then like he's out playing them because right. he's he used to he's do smart. This. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man, and mm-hmm. then I like movies like that. Yeah, and then he ended up killing himself because he's like, I need to protect my daughter. Yeah, they, mm. this is not going to end. Well, I won't watch it now, but thanks. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. That's crazy. To, that's but crazy to throw that not, into. Like, I'm just giving you an outline of the movie. This is not he just kills himself at the end of the movie. This is not going to end. <laughs> go ahead, watch it. Some people maybe like me. Uh, nobody. If somebody I'm not explained like that you. to me, I would, I would go, oh, I'm watching it. I'm going to home and watch that movie. <laughs> somebody explain that to you. I somebody told exactly, you the whole movie. I know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. Also, yeah, I also have a bone to pick with you. Not a bone. I just think it's hilarious. You said. With last last episode we discussed I, I was talking about Glass Onion and Knives Out oh, and yeah. I was like yeah Knives Out is the sequel this is the sequel to Knives Out and then you were like oh cool maybe I'll go check that out yeah. and then you went to go rent Knives Out and you had already movie. seen Knives Out probably because I had already told you before that I like Knives I think Out so. definitely so you yeah. just watch Knives Out on your own I'm not yeah. giving you that credit but how do you not know, know you've seen a movie I don't know about that I'm positive about that mm, okay no. yeah you picked Knives Out on your own I did cool. okay. anyway um, how do you not know you've seen a movie the 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 artwork the 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 DVD cover I don't pay attention to artwork the movie I title I don't pay attention to that the actors on the on the art like on the artwork there's thing. a few movies where I go I see a picture I go like oh I know what that is. that's American Gangster that's what Denzel Denzel Washington <laughs> and but, that's it and, I mean I mean like, like that's an oh, example. taken that's Liam Neeson yeah that's as an example like, they have to be like franchise movies yeah <laughs> like the Matrix that's Keanu Reeves yeah. So knives out. You didn't remember anybody. You were like, nope, don't know. Nah, let me. Go, let me go check this out. Alvin yeah, was talking when, about. It. He's when, all excited. When you see the cover of uh, when uh, Harry met Polly. Who? When is it? Harry? Along came Polly. Along came Polly. Yeah, that. And you go like, oh, when Harry, Billy Crystal. When Harry, wait, no, when Harry met Sally. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I thought, yeah. Let's <laughs> okay. talk about the Ben Stiller movie. No. Make it rain, Rain Man. No, not that. I know that. Movie. I know you love that movie. Yeah, I do love that. You know, movie. That's why I thought you meant that movie. No, I thought Billy, you meant Billy when Harry met Sally. That. Yeah. The classic rom com. It's one I of say? your favorites. What did I say? When Harry met Polly. 
I missed it too. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, I know. But yeah, anyway, I don't pay attention to artwork. I don't. I don't. Other see than like f- iconic, yeah, movie, I don't, like I, five. It movies. doesn't doesn't do anything for me. And so I, I the first couple minutes I go, I was like, oh, wait that's a the, minute, that's the that's the, the guy's caretaker. I was like, I've seen this, <laughs> and I waste my three dollars on that. Okay. Well, I, I apologize. I guess yeah. sorry about that. Um, you I owe me three dollars. I don't owe you any you three dollars. I, I told you a movie was good, and it's available on Amazon Prime. I already seen it. I, so how is that my fault? It's not my fault. Because you keep and, bringing it up. It's a great movie. I didn't bring it, it up. I brought movie. up Glass Onion, the sequel to it, which will be coming out on December 23rd. Everyone go watch it on December 23rd. Glass Onion will be available. I ain't going to watch that. I it's haven't so seen it. It's on Netflix. You haven't? Yeah, it's out. It's is the it a, movie what's the, what's the movie cover? Probably the guy from Knives Out. That's the detective. Oh, he's uh, on the front of it? I might just, I don't even know what the cover of it is. It's called Glass Onion. Just remember Onion, like Shrek. Um, I have not watched anything as of recently. Um, if this comes out, this comes out Monday, we're recording this a little bit earlier because I'm going to be in LA for a couple of days over the weekend. I'm going to be promoting that on social media. So hopefully I came back. I'm not, I'm alive. I had a good time and a fun trip and everything while you're hearing this, hopefully everything <laughs> went fun and fine. And if not, it's been real and shout out to you guys and Fran, you keep the podcast going. If I like yeah, went down in the right. blaze of glory, cause I wore like a red bandana shirt cause oh, I just I thought it was fashionable or something. Playing. No, no, no. I'm never concerned about plane crashes. But it's L.A. L.A.'s hot right now. There's a lot of robberies happening. And I don't know what kind of hats are not allowed to be worn there. Nobody's robbing you. Why? Because you can see my socks when I walk around? <laughs> no, so high water want, pants? You don't wear jewelry. Like, you don't wear like... True. Like, oh, you want uh, these Rolex? beads? Yeah. You, want, you want these bead, this yeah. wood bead na- bracelet? I think you're safe. Yeah, true. I'm safe. And I came back and you know something? I had a great time. So, uh, yeah. This is fine. This is not a posthumous podcast. <laughs> uh... Ah, you don't even know the button. Still don't know the button. I've been helping Williams. Joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francis Evans. Join us next uh, on December twenty third. After you get done watching Glass Onion, join us for our a virtual Christmas party. Bring your ugly Christmas sweaters and be prepared to win some fun prizes and play some fun games. Deuces.